Next up on WealthWorks Radio, the recent bank failures, along with wild swings in the market, rising interest rates, have many pre-retirees and retirees running for the hills. Come on back down. Today, we'll cut through the noise and calm down those fears. Stay tuned. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. Joseph Lanza is here. Eric, of course, he's a fiduciary. He is president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph Lanza, a fiduciary independent advisor at WealthWorks Radio. And so much more, gentlemen. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Very well, thanks. How about you, uh, Eric? Everything good? Very good. Good morning, gentlemen. Good to see you both. Yeah, and um, so we're we're going to come down from the hills, right? Come on back down. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Everything is going to be fine. So, what, you know, we talked about this a, a bit last week, and 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 again, it just continues to make to make noise, if you will. Uh, honest to God, Steve, I I thought we were done with banks. I mean, it's. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, but it's still going on. And it's like, it's actually more normal in a year that a bank doesn't fail than a year that a bank actually does fail. Right. And so, I mean, in 2020, you had four bank failures. I'll, I'll bet the majority of people out there don't even remember it. And nobody can even name one bank that failed in 2020 sure you know i mean we can't even remember what we had for dinner last wednesday so you know it's like we're so quick to forget but in the moment my god this is the worst i mean this is awful and it's like it really isn't that big of a deal and it, i mean let's take a look at silicon valley bank right the first two words in the name are already tumultuous right yes very uh, much i mean this is a bank that's uh a bank to unicorns and venture capitalists and mm -hmm. and uh you know all these crypto people and everything and it's like come on i mean that's what venture capital is complete risk and so is it really a wonder that this bank went down no, I mean, no one was really regulating it. Everything was a mess. And, uh, you know, everything out in Silicon Valley is completely uh, volatile. You know, I mean, the whole environment is. I mean, that that's just what venture capital is. Well, so, Especially in an environment where rising interest rates are a thing. When it comes to those venture capitalists and those, and those uh, tech companies that are starting up, rising interest rates and high interest rates are like their worst enemy because they need so much borrowing. That's so true. once they have to actually start paying interest on all that debt that they need to get their startup going, this is what happens. Well, and so that's what, so what happened is people kind of got word of that. And so they started to pull their money out. That's right. I mean, it's, that's a typical classic bank run, right? right? Where all of a sudden where people just start to go in and pull their money and they can't meet, you know, their expectations. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, that that's what happens. But you know, it's kind of kind of funny because, like I said, again, this has been such a big deal. A lot of people are still calling our office and saying, hey, can you explain this? I mean, no depositor has lost a penny since 1933. So, I mean, you had, I mean, we went over this in last week's show, but, you know, 2008, you had well over 150 banks that failed. Even in 2009, I think there's a total of 156 banks. And then even in 2010, you still had major bank failures after that. So, I mean, it's not abnormal for a bank to fail. It's actually a common occurrence. Um, you know, so I, I think, like I said, people are like, ah, oh, now I really need to investigate this. You, you really don't. You got to be careful with your deposits. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, it really does come down to that. And uh, it's not typical, um, you know, that your local bank is, is going to fail. I, I can't believe it because, you know, I deal with a local bank around here and they have commercials going 24 seven now. I mean, it's basically like, Hey, we're here to stay. We're okay. It's like, <laughs> all right, all right. You know, it's like, but you know, like I said, it's, I mean, some of these banks are mismanaged a little bit and, uh, and like I said, interest rates have wreaked havoc. There's no doubt about it. Sure. Well, and again, it's the kind of thing that, you know, Hollywood makes movies about, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, and there's one that we watch every Christmas season. A lot of us do. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Let's let's check out the situation right here. I just talked to old man Potter, and he's guaranteed cash payments to the bank. The bank's going to reopen next week. But, George, I got my money here. Did he guarantee this place? I'll take mine now. No, but you're, you're, you're thinking of this place all wrong, as if I had the money back in a safe. The, the money's not here. 
<laughs> See, that's it. That's it. He just described the scene. That's yeah, a, that's, that's exactly right. That's I mean, the run on the bank. Yeah, that's the run on the bank, baby. I mean, that money is not sitting there. It is out, out never, never land. So, yeah, I mean, that that's what people have to realize. You know, the bank takes your money. They invest that money. Um, and, and, and they're doing something else with it. So they're making money on your money. Um, they're either lending it out to other institutions or they're investing it, whatever it may be, but that's what's happening. So your money is not literally just sitting in that bank account. Like people think it actually is like, a. we'll go downstairs and check the safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go down there and look at everyone's deposits. I mean, no, you know, then you'd really have some bank robberies, right? I mean, then, then it'd really be happening, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely different story. Uh, people don't understand the, the federal reserve, the department of treasury, the FDIC, all the different things that have to come together to create a bank. Right. And, and so as that goes along, I mean, all of the uh, the talking heads, so to speak, they're all having a field day with this. And and uh, I mean, that we've, we're going to hear from one right now. Uh, let's see. It is. Uh, you probably know this guy, right, Eric? Uh, Michael Kantrowitz. Yes. yes. And yep. so CNBC, yep. he's, uh, he's the chief strategist uh, at Piper Sandler. Anyway, here's his take. The lagged effects of all of these policy tightenings from central banks, from commercial banks, and from inflation create the conditions for problems to happen. And so I think, you know, this is one of several problems that we're going to be seeing down the road. Most of these are due to higher interest rates. Historically, problems arise, the big problems arise when job losses occur, which unfortunately is a typical byproduct of the lagged impact of, of higher rates. So, you know, our message to investors has been for quite some time now to be quite defensive and conservative and that we're, we still believe we're in a bear market and investors shouldn't get too complacent on this idea that the economy is anywhere near recovering on a global basis. All right. Well, complacency, that can be a problem. Yeah, a huge problem. I mean, and, and you know, the thing is, is that you, this is the one thing where you always have to be on that front. I mean, with interest rate changes, whether they're going up or down, you need to pay attention and sure. you also need to forecast. I mean, this has been a huge issue for a lot of investors last year. Now, here we are, we are approaching the end of March, right? We're closer to the end of March than the beginning of March. And yet we are still seeing investors coming in from other advisory firms who are absolutely horribly still exposed to high interest rate investments and they're getting clobbered in them. And so when I explain why they shouldn't have been in these, they're like, you know, why am I in them? I, I, I can't answer that. I can't answer for the mind of someone else. You know, so the thing is, is that, you know, they're frustrated because they're like, you know, when I explained to them, look, for four and a half years now, we knew that interest rates were eventually going to go up. So when they go up, this is what happens in bond funds and interest rate sensitive investments. This is why this is happening to a lot of these banks. But it was not unpredictable. And I say this all the time, and it's like it just blows me away. It's just somebody dropped the ball. I think with Silicon Valley Bank, they're proving that people dropped the ball there. And all of these people at the top, all the administration is getting fired from all these big banks. I mean, of course they should be getting fired. You know, um, it's just that there's just a lot of risk there that didn't need to have happen. And the same, it trickles down to people's portfolios. If you have interest rate sensitive problems in the banking system, you're certainly going to have it in your portfolio. So these are things that we always have to take a look at and you've got to be eyes wide open about all this stuff. Well, and again, that's sometimes easier said than done, Eric, because we, we start to get emotional about this and, and start to make really rash decisions, which is exactly what we shouldn't do. Well, I think that's the investor, but what about what about the advisor? I mean, the advisor, okay, sure. you know, the advisor has to delete the emotion from this and look at what's real. Let's look at factual data. You know, everything is data driven. So, you know, data doesn't typically lie. Data is data. And um, so what you're doing is, is that you're taking a look at the data and you understand how this data actually goes into the mix of your investments. How does how does this help or not help your your investments and so you're, you're trying to produce a positive rate of return over a long period of time but all of the ingredients to that portfolio have to keep changing because you have this tumultuous environment 
you have a volatile environment. And so with all of these changing scenes that you have, you have to put a portfolio together that's uh, it, it's pragmatic and you're building it with all of this information um, that we're, that you're constantly aggregating. It's constantly coming at you, but it's it's not like you can set it and, and forget it that those days are gone. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing in a lot of people's portfolios. I mean, you can tell that no one has looked at this portfolio in years. And when I say years, I could actually mean five or 10 years because I see a lot of these portfolios that are completely outdated out there. And so people are frustrated. It's really no different than, than last year. This is, uh, this is 2022 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. I, I, I think that's a great description. And when you talk about data, you I mean, data essentially equals math, and the math doesn't lie. That's right. I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, a portfolio or managing money is a lot like an equation. You know, I mean, it's just uh, there, there's a rhythm to it that you have to put together, but that rhythm has to change over time. And so a lot of times if you're playing the same tune over and over and over, it's going to get stagnant. Your environment is constantly changing, but what you're invested in is not. That doesn't make any sense to me. And so a lot of times, like I said, you have to ebb and flow with where the market goes. And, you know, we look at kind of what we did last year. It was pretty cool because we we actually have, um, um, and I think Joseph's going to talk about this a little bit too, but it basically shows where as the market went down, we morphed more into cash, but also when the market started to recover, we actually ended up going back into the market. Well, and again, well, folks, if you're concerned, if you want to have some questions answered, now would be a great time to give, uh, give the team a call and, and come on in. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, Joseph. Give Eric and Joseph a call, 800-779-1942. Sit down and get your you know, get that comprehensive financial review they're just talking about. It's an opportunity to, to really see where you are today and have a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Quick break. We're coming back. We've got lots more to talk about here on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lance. Coming up next on WealthWorks Radio, more on the banking institutions and Silicon Valley. Stay tuned. Welcome back. WealthWorks Radio is the program. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, with me today, of course, is Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza of Retirement Wealth. Eric is president of Retirement Wealth. Joseph, alongside a fiduciary independent advisor. Well, you're a fiduciary independent firm, aren't you? That is correct. Yes. By yeah. license in law, we are fiduciaries. And that's important. And, and I know we don't have to go into a lot of detail. But uh, I mean, again, especially in times like this, where you really need to have somebody who knows what's going on, who's got your back. And that's you. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, like I said, I mean, our job is to put the client's best interests first. I mean, you know, there's so many different investments, tools, and products out there. But by writing a financial plan, by creating an income plan first, purpose determines placement. And, you know, it's interesting. We've been working on a, uh, quite a few very large cases um, just this year. And these people are coming in with good size portfolios good size portfolios, no planning, no financial planning, no tax planning, no strategic planning, um, no conversations with an estate planning attorney, no conversations with a strategic CPA, just blows me away. And so these people are trying to outperform their retirement and they're just, they're throwing money here and they're throwing money here, but it's not really a strategy. So people are really coming in and they're like, okay, you know, we appreciate that you put people through a process. You know, you're building a 
comprehensive financial plan. You know, we have strategic meetings about these clients and there, there's a lot of people sitting at the table and we're going through what about this and what about that? And people really like that. So we're, we're forecasting, you know, some issues that they could possibly have. And again, that financial plan is such a strong um, tool to have for, for everybody that's going into retirement. Um, and, and it's just, it blows me away how many advisors out there out who are out there who are even CFPs who don't write a financial plan and do not write an income plan. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's not, it's not a good way to get through a difficult market. Well, and I think in, in light of what's going on or what happened over the last few weeks in terms of the, the bank failure and then, okay, my, my reaction is I need to move to cash because I'm in a panic and that's what we do just as human beings, right? Which is exactly what we shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, when we're looking at short term in the markets, moving to cash can be a short term strategy, but it's important to remember that it's not a long term strategy. When you move to cash, you need to have a strategy and you need to have a game plan of saying, okay, well, when am I getting back in this market? Because we always get into that fear of, well, is now a good time? Or when do I actually pull the trigger on moving back in? Are you going to move back in all your cash or just a portion of it? And I actually have um, a stat here that I want to read um, about missing out on the best days of the market. Mm -hmm. So over the past, between 2002 till 2022, if you miss the 10 best days in the market, your profits would be half of those who are fully invested. Now that's missing the 10 best days. Wow. That's just 10 trading days between 2002 and 2022. So you can see the impact that that has uh, over a longer uh, period of time. And like I said, when you're moving in the short term, you know, moving to cash, and a lot of people will say, you know, they'll come in and be like, well, I've been in cash, you know, I was all in cash last year. And it's like, well, how long have you been in cash for? Well, I moved into cash about four years ago. I was afraid of this market. Right. Well, let's not forget that before 2022, there was three excellent years on the market. Yeah. And if you were invested properly for those three years, you should have built up enough growth on top of whatever principle you had invested to be able to handle even if you did take a dip last year. So you kind of have to balance out the two and always have that game plan and know what the strategy is moving forward of if I am going to move into cash, here's when I'm going back in. What data am I looking for or indicators in the market that's going to tell me, okay, I'm, I feel comfortable moving back in maybe X amount of percentage now. Okay, well, yeah, that, and, and those are the kinds of things that you have to work with people and to, to basically explain that. Yeah, and I think that's where taking the emotion out of it comes into play, right? And when you have a, a, a true money manager and financial advisor who's just going to look at the data and actually use that data, right? It's not just about, oh, I read this, that the, you know, the U.S. economy is, is doing, you know, this quarter, here's the, the financials that came out. That's just reading data. What are you using that data for? How are you actually implementing that into the portfolio? What are you actually using that to choose the, the relevant asset allocation that we're using? And speaking on that matter... You know, with the recent bank crashes and, you know, the different collapses that, that are happening, a lot of people now have a very negative outlook on the U.S. economy. However, a lot of us are failing to forget that, you know, just two months ago, we always talk about how new news comes out and then everybody forgets the old news that they, were all, yeah, that, they were all, that they were all worried about. And so inflation, right, that was in the news all last year. Oh, even start, it was even, endless. Even the start of this year, right? Now that we have a bank collapse, the funny thing is, is that, you know, just last month or last, uh, last couple of weeks, the new inflation numbers had came out and they came out at about 6%. Now, Looking back from October, those levels were over 9%. So we've consistently moved down month over month over month because the Fed raising rates. It's doing exactly what we want it to do. However, once this news comes out, everybody forgets and they don't care anymore about what the new inflation rate is, no matter how low it is, because SVB collapsed. Right. And nobody wants <laughs> right. to run how the economy is actually we're slowing inflation and that these interest rate hikes are actually working. So we still have to keep in, into a fact that this is going on in the background. It may not be reported on, but these are still key economic points that we're looking at, and that's going down. You know, core retail sales, uh, 
Core retail sales in February were strong. Building permits and housing starts were strong. The initial jobless claims, they were low. So these are all things that we're still looking at when we're looking at the economy as a whole. Sure. And and well, one of the things I know when you go to cash, you think, well, at least my money is liquid. I've got access to it. Um, I mean, there is a certain amount of, of truth to that. We do need some liquidity in our plan, don't we? Yeah, there is some truth to that. But a lot of people get over analyzed when it comes to how much liquidity they truly need. Right. Especially with somebody, you know, we've sat down with people before where, you know, they have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions that are in cash aside from their investments. And they're saying to themselves, well, this is just in case of an emergency. And when we start to look through their expenses and their finances, you know, some of them, it's like, OK, well, you, you don't have any debt. Right. Your, your, your whole house is paid off. All your cars are paid off. You know, this is extremely far more than your actual expenses that you spend every year. Why do you have this much in cash, right? Shouldn't it just be one to two years of expenses or an emergency fund? Well, yeah, exactly. So are you finding that and that that people do have, you know, too, too much cash? I mean, like what? you said, sometimes they've got, I mean, I know some people have just, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I've never had to worry about my quarter million dollars sitting in a bank. Yeah. But the reason why that is, is because I've always, and this is since I was a young kid too, you have two different kinds of people. You have investors and you have savers. I have never, ever, ever been a saver. I have always been an investor. So whether it's real estate or property or assets or whatever that is, I have assets. Um, just because I believe in those a little bit more than savings, like, like savings rates do nothing for me. So there's a lot of times where people will have a great deal of money in, in the market, and now all of a sudden, you know, the interest rates have gone up. Other things have become more attractive. Uh, muni bonds, and I'm talking about individual muni bonds. We've been working with a lot of our clients moving into, moving their extra cash that they have into treasuries or municipal bonds. Um, a few reasons, number one, because of the higher yield, but also because the muni bonds are tax-free. Um, people get so excited about a CD, you know, and, and and I can't get excited about a CD. You know, at the end of the year, you still receive a 1099, you pay half of that back to the government. Where, where did you really make out in that? I mean, you know, with inflation and everything, um, you know, I haven't eaten an egg in over 18 months. I can't afford an egg, you know? So uh, I drive by the, the breakfast place in the morning. I'm like, wow, those people must be rich. They can, they're all out for breakfast and eating some eggs. Got a but, side of bacon too. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Like how much is breakfast anymore? But uh, anyways, the, the thing is, is that you have to be aware. I mean, as long as you're aware of things, then you're going to be okay. But, you know, you, you got to take into account where's your money, how safe is it, and, and so forth. And, and that's what people are looking for. So with all of this, what's the what's the takeaway? What's the big lesson learned here? The, the takeaway is, look, you know, who cares? Banks are going to fail. It's not a big deal. People haven't lost a single deposit since 1933. But look, don't worry about what banks are failing. Worry about your own money. You know, ask your advisor, wh where's my money? All of my money. Anything that is of monetary value has to be managed, whether it's in a bank account, a CD, or you're in uh, you know, a share of, uh, some stock. Um, so the, the, the bottom line is, is that manage your money, you know, ask questions and be proactive about that. That's what we really need to do. Um, a bank failure in your lifetime should not be a huge bother for you. And by the way, you know, with all of this stuff that's going around, this might be, there might be other banks that fail, uh, again, not really a big deal. It could happen. You know, and the last thing I want to say about this is UBS came along and picked up Credit Suisse's, uh, all of their assets. But trust me, UBS was glad to do that. It's how they grow by taking over someone else's failure. Uh, companies do it all the time. M&As happen all the time. We don't think a big deal about that. But when it comes to a banking institution, all of a sudden it's the world's biggest news. Of course. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and invite folks to call and, and come on in, sit down, and really just work through it all and make sure that you are on the right track. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. 
We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, folks. It's a phone call away, too. Make that call right now while you're thinking of it, 800-779-1942. It's a way for you to really get a financial roadmap put together, a comprehensive financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. You're going to find that you've now got a roadmap that will help guide you, help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with lots more here on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, every week we discuss concepts and strategies that you can use to create the retirement of your dreams. When we come back, the advisor puts the consumer advocate on the spot with a retirement quiz. Stay tuned. back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. He's president of Retirement Wealth LLC. Joseph Lenz is here. He's a fiduciary independent advisor alongside Eric. And uh, all right, so this is going to be fun. We've got a lot of, you know, we'll call it a quick hitter. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that we're going to go over here. Yeah, I, I love it. And uh, so, you know, are, are you going to quiz me or do I quiz you? What do you want to do? <laughs> Let's Which- see here. Uh <laughs> How about we quiz you, Steve? Okay, all right. Let's put you in the hot seat. Okay, fine. All right. It's uh, the first one. Let's see here. So we're going to polish up your thinking cap, and let's put your retirement planning knowledge to the test. (laughs) All right. How the tables have turned. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Steve, you've been on this show for many years now. We appreciate you coming on here. So, Steve, do you think it's too late to start planning for retirement? It's never too late, and I stand firm. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, you disagree? I disagree. I mean, I think some, (laughs) I mean, I I hate to say it, but like a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess any time that you save money is good, but I mean, there's just. It's not that it's never too late. I think the best way, I think the way to put it is that the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Yeah, that's a good point. It sounds obvious, but it's true, right? I mean, the longer your time frame is you're able to do that, the harder it's going to be for you and the more sacrifices you're going to have to make in those later years of working to, to meet those goals. I guess that's that's a good point, Joey, because honestly, I get frustrated for the person right. who has procrastinated for so long. Like, I... I, I'm very empathetic towards that person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not the people that are successful. It's the people who are struggling, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the part that kills me about this industry, you know? Uh, so, okay. Well, thank you, Steve, for your uh, input there. I sure. like that one. Uh, Let's move on to the next one, Steve, <laughs> shall we? It. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> all right. So, Steve, the 4% rule. Is this all I need to follow in retirement to make my money last? Steve, what do you think about the 4% rule? Well, I think it's not always true. It's been around since the early 90s, and at the time, it kind of made sense. And it, it's a it's a rule of thumb that you can certainly start with, but I don't think it's the be-all, end-all anymore. That's great, Steve. I mean, you would know this. I mean, you know, <laughs> you would know this more than anybody because you and I have talked about this much in the past. Many, many times. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's completely outdated. You, Joseph? Yeah, I mean, everybody's situation is different and it's not going to, it's definitely not going to work for everybody, especially with taxes, too, just throwing that on there. But Who, what was his name? William Benjamin? Yeah, that's him. Yep. Yeah, so even he says, don't follow that anymore. It's poor advice. Stop following my advice that I gave, I think, over 20 years ago. Yeah, right? I think so, you're right. 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you've been great so far, but how about this one? Long-term historical average returns will guide me to grow my retirement savings. Would you say that's true or false? I would say that's false. That's a good answer, Steve, and that's what I would agree on okay, as well. Good. Yeah. Look at me. Right? And, and why is that, Joseph? Tell us that. Well, I mean, when you, whenever you have a long-term historical average in the market, it's normally going to be consistent and a pretty good return, right? Because you're looking at over a longer period of time. But then if you look at a, uh, you know, you can look at a period of time of 2000 to 2010, what we normally call something like the lost decade, right? Nobody really wants to play. Nobody That's really true. wants to put that one in their retirement plan, right? But so you got to be careful that you're not cherry picking returns when you're accounting for what growth you can expect in retirement. Right. Sure. You know, the one thing about this host thing 
you know, I like doing it. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see where I'm going to be emotionally drained at the end of this show. Um, but there's no green room in the beginning. I wasn't given coffee or anything, or you know, sparkling water. Right. I wanted to warm up my voice a little. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> so I might feel a little rough being the host today, but uh, let's move on here, let's, folks, will we? Yes. Move on. Let's see what yeah. I can do. We got, this is the thing I have to keep doing. I have to keep the show moving, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. your job. A lot of work. I got to keep you guys on pace. Okay. How about this one? And I'm going to throw this one to you, Steve. Once I'm in retirement, I'll be in a lower tax bracket. Steve, what do you say? I say not always the case. Could no, be, and, but not really, always. Tell me more. Well, I mean, again, I think, you know, the money that you get in retirement and the more money that you make in retirement, that's going to be taxed. So it's ideal to create a tax-free bucket of money to pay you in retirement so you don't have to pay taxes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Joseph, what say you? <laughs> yeah, I would agree with Steve 100%. I think that, you know, a lot of people focus, a lot of people that we see, even the 401k has been their main saver their whole career, right? That's all taxable money. And a lot of people, and Eric, you know this better, even as the host, Eric, you know this. That's right. <laughs> the, the amount of money people spend while they're working, when they shift into retirement, many people may think that it's going to be a lot lower that they're spending than what it was when during their working years. We find that not to be true. A lot of people spend about the same exact money. So if you're pulling all that money from your 401k, that's taxable income. And then in return, that's also going to bump up how much your Social Security benefits are taxed. So taxes are still a major issue in retirement. Interesting, Joey. You are very smart. I would definitely <laughs> call you for a second opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's that you are, number, Eric? Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> I don't even know my own phone number, but it's like. Uh, it's 800-779-1914. Uh, I knew it was a 1942. I remember right. that part. Yeah, what a great year. Let's move on, folks, Let's will we? Hey, Steve, let me ask you something. Yeah. I just read in a Guggenheim study that retirement marks the end of my professional career. What would you say about that? I would say depending on, I mean, it may be an opportunity to go to a different kind of career or maybe do what you're doing now, only less of it. Interesting. Are you seeing that with your friends, Steve? Yeah, I'm seeing my friends do um, like this, this sort of this sort of ease into retirement thing, cut down to part time, you know, a little less, a little less than suddenly done. Okay. And Joey, you being 22, are you seeing your friends do that? <laughs> a lot of them. They're really into this big fire movement. So a lot of them are really, a lot of them are, are really, they, they come and they see me and they're like, I really want to be done by 27. But I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? It'd be better off if you push till 30 and keep putting money in that Roth. Right, right. <laughs> to push yeah, it to 30. Fire movement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fire and broke. Okay. Oh, yeah. Steve, one more. And then we're really running against the clock here. Social Security won't be there for me. What do you say? I say bunk. It will be there. Oh, and why do you say that? Because there's because it's not going to go anywhere. It may be different. You may get there differently. I think Joseph at 22 may see things differently than I do uh, mm-hmm. from a retirement standpoint. But guess what? It's still going to be there for him and some in some form. In some way, shape or another, right? Yes, of course. Good, good, good. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for taking uh, <laughs> those those questions and everything. And we're going to open up the phone lines. And if you're looking for a second opinion, give us a call. I don't know the phone number, but Steve does. It's 800-779-1942. And uh, one thing, Erica, as a host, well, that you have to do is manage the clock. Oh. <laughs> I see. I probably, I don't even have a clock in here. So, And you've managed to try to end this segment about uh, about four minutes early. <laughs> Is he fired on his first day as a oh, host? Geez. No, no, no. We'll give him a, we'll give him the another chance. The lack of the green room really messed it up. I'll uh, let you take over, Steve. Okay. So here's the, well, when we talk about Social Security, one of the things that we've talked about many times too is that Social Security is in fact taxable. And we've got to be aware of that. Yeah, up to 85% of it is taxable, and it depends on how much you're already bringing in as far as taxable income goes in retirement. And I want to say one thing, too. Um, when we're in, in our working years and when the government's looking at how much of our income is going to have a Social Security tax on it, there's currently a cap at that. And I think the new number is $144,000, so up to $144,000 of your income is going to be taxed for Social Security. 
what we could start to see in the future is the government raising that limit that they're going to be taxing you on to add more funds into the bucket, if you will, of Social Security funds that they have so they can keep it alive longer. So there are things that the government will do to go about making sure that that Social Security is going to be lasting for more generations. Sure. Do you see that? What you just described, is that what you think might be the first move? I think that's the first move. And then the second move, you know, it doesn't really matter which way they do go about it, but then making Social Security 100% taxable eventually um, and just taxing it heavier um, that way. Because, I mean, when they're taxing it heavier, they're retaining more assets, right? They're getting Mm -hmm. it back on the other end. Let's talk debt. How important is it to be completely debt free or can we have some essentially good debt? I mean, there's good debt, bad debt. And, you know, what happens is, is that, you know, especially when you could refinance your home at a very low price, um, you know, people are like, I want to pay this off. I'm like, well, why would you delete a future income producing asset to pay down something that is so inexpensive? And so, you know, we, ha- we really have to run the plan. And we re- when we run the income plan, paying off the house, not paying off the house, you know, you could be better off significantly better off down the road by actually not paying off that house immediately, which doesn't mean that we don't come up with mortgage reduction strategies for you. But a lot of times if you say, look, I want to make sure that I do this for my children, we we show them, look, if you pay off the house now, look at what you can't do for your kids. If you slowly pay it off, look what you can do for the kids. And when they see that down the road, it makes a huge difference. But again, This is where a lot of people are lacking a lot of tools that they actually need in the financial industry that we're trying to provide them with. Okay, and um, and I know we've had discussions about annuities before, but I'm just going to so annuities, different kinds of annuities mean different things to different people. Some are good. Some are bad. Where do you fall? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some people out there um, who will not invest if it wasn't for annuity. They want the guaranteed side. You know, uh, fees have come down. They've either come down way down or there's some annuities without any fees in there. You've got some good guaranteed products out there. It just depends, and it may be a portion of your portfolio. I talked to a client yesterday, and he's like, and we did our our, uh, forward focus meeting, and he said, you know what, Eric, I'm really getting tired of the stock market. I'm like, okay then let's start to look at some other strategies to slowly reduce your stock market exposure over time. And he's like, I'm all ears for that. He's accumulated enough. He's made enough. So the, the, the one thing about annuities is that they will never make you rich, but they will keep you rich. And so again, there's 0% downside on, on a lot of these products. So you're actually protecting your principal with some upside. So again, it may not be for the entire portfolio, but it could be another tool. All right. Well, again, on that note, let, now we are out of time, Eric. So let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead and invite folks to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Takes a phone call to get started. That's all it takes. 800-779-1942. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review and see where you are today. But more importantly, you are going to have that roadmap that helps get you on your road to retirement to help get you there the way you want to get there. 800-779-1942. The 800-779-1942. Let's take a break. Come on back. We've got another segment here on on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from me. Stay tuned. We are back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here. Joseph Lanz is here having a great discussion, had a great segment, last segment. Um, And, uh, you know, I think I passed that quiz, guys. 
Yeah, I think you did a great job, Steve. I mean, you know, I was very proud of you. I think I thought that was great. If you're ever looking for a job, Steve, let us know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can be part of my radio show sometime, hey, Steve. Hey, what a great you know? idea. <laughs> uh, and uh, all right, so <laughs> we've got a lot of questions from folks and, and uh, you know, kind of taking us through a, a wide range of things. So let's jump right in with Arthur, who is uh, checking in from Englewood. Uh, Arthur says, I'm planning to retire at 62. I have 250000 in savings, and I have a paid-off rental house with a $1,400 a month rental income. My house that I live in is paid off, too. I'm not sure what to do with my savings. How might a financial advisor help me? What do you recommend? I think a, finan- a good financial advisor who's actually financial planning focused, the first thing they're going to talk to you about is, you know, you say you're planning to retire at 62. Let's make sure that that can actually happen, right? We're looking at what expenses do you have? We're factoring in the income that you're going to be getting from the rental. You're going to be looking at Social Security, any other type of income streams that you may have. And then we're going to look at, okay, based on that, what do we need to pull from the 250 in savings, if anything? And once we build that financial plan out first, that's really going to determine how we should go about investing that 250000 in savings, if need be. But more importantly, you want to be working with an advisor who's actually going to be planning focused first. And they're not just going to say, here's what I can do for you for that, two, you know, for what you have in savings. Here's your investment options. You should be able to be with an advisor who has a process that they're going to put you through that's going to help you determine the best scenario and help you choose what investments you should go about having for your savings. So if Arthur's got 250000 in savings, it, I mean, it's not really growing for him very well, is it? Exactly right. We want we need to look at, you know, if he needs to start pulling money from that based on his situation, based on what expenses he may have, Mm -hmm. then that's where we can determine, like Eric always says, purpose determines placement. We can decide what type of investment would best fit his needs that he needs from that amount of money. All right. Arthur, give us a call. 800-779-1942. Edith is in a stero. She has a question. She said, I was let go from my job recently and only have two weeks until my final 60 days are up. The 401k provider that my company went through is saying that I can leave my funds there and I will only start getting penalized beginning June of this year. I'm clueless when it comes to IRA funds and don't really want to cash out my 401k. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Boy, she's, uh, I mean, you could help her easily, I would think. Yeah, so she she actually emailed us, and then we gave her a call back. So okay. um, in, in this case, actually, we were able to roll it over. And, you know, the one thing that I did say, and I actually talked to her, I said, you know, we're going to use this show, this question on our show. And she said, yeah, go ahead. And, you know, and she said, you know, Eric, I, I just feel so stupid when it comes to this. And I s- explained to her something, and th- this goes for a lot of people out there. People will say, I'm just really stupid about my money. I'm clueless or whatever. It's not that. It's just that you have had many other priorities in your life. And so it's not that we're dumb about money. It's just that we're not educated enough and we're just disconnected from our money. And because it gets so overwhelming that people put it on the back burner. So Edith is really no different than a lot of other people out there. Um, The interesting thing is, is that the hardest part is to call. And, and say, I need help. And, and that's what we're seeing with a lot of people right now. So the people that are calling for a second opinion, they're looking for answers or they want a financial plan, they want to understand their financial direction, they're the ones that are really taking control of their financial lives. So again, uh, when people become disconnected from their money, our job is to try and connect all of those dots with their finances. 800-779-1942, Edith. I, I, I like that in terms of just, you're right, because I think there's a lot of us out there that don't really understand how the pieces fit together. They just, they, I mean, they just know that they have to. Right. I mean, and look at you, Steve. So the, the thing is, is that, you know, I've known you for years now, but yeah. If you, you know, you moved into a new house, you and your wife are traveling, you got the dog, you have so many grandkids, right? I yeah. mean, and so you have a busy life, right? And then you're still working, of course. And so it's like all of that, you know, something will come into play that again, puts some, you know, your retirement on the back burner, you know, it's important, right? Mm-hmm. But but that's what a lot of people are dealing with, you know, right now, 
since my mom's been living with me, she doesn't listen to my radio show, so now I can talk smack about her. <laughs> so I'm really getting to the point where she needs to move out soon. I mean, the house needs to get remodeled. It got destroyed by the hurricane. I've been busting my hump to get the contractors. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally pushing them back there. My pickup truck is full of construction material left and right. I spend my evenings in Lowe's and Home Depot just trying to speed up the pace, right? And I don't know who I'm going to kill more, her or the little dog that barks 24-7. <laughs> and I'm a dog funny. lover. Tell me how you yeah. really feel. Yeah, but, you know, it's getting to the point where, you know, like she's got to, you know, and she's sick of living with me, you know? So, I mean, you know, I'm sure if she had a radio show, she'd be complaining about me too, you know? So, anyways, I don't yeah. even know where that came from. Oh. But, but uh, anyways, the the bottom line is is that uh, yeah, I mean we uh, retirement goes on the back burner because we just get um, into other things, and so um, we just had to make that a priority. And you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you're you're very well prepared for retirement." I'm like, "Well, I am a retirement planner, so I better be." You better but, be, yeah. yeah. But you know, the, the funny thing is is that I've been obsessed with financial planning. Uh, with my own personal retirement planning since I was like 38 years old. So like I knew I wanted to have a successful retirement. So, I mean, it, it is important and, and and it needs to take priority for a lot of people. Sure. And now's the time. Better No, no better time than the present. All right. All right. Uh, Michael has a question. He is in Alva. Uh, he says, I found a bank that has a 5% CD rate for an 18-month CD. I was debating whether I should throw some savings into this. I mean, you could. I mean, I, I don't, again, I said earlier in the show, I've never been excited about a certificate of depreciation, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, in this case, people think that they're going to yield a true 5%, but I actually think that you'd be better off finding a municipal bond out there. That's completely tax-free, um, uh, and, and going into that, because even if your rate is, let's say, uh, 4.2% on a tax-free, you're, you're going to be farther off ahead in the long run. And you can find them now for 12 to 24 months. Um, so you can find a shorter-term municipal bond that's out there. So again, you know, CDs just don't do anything for me. They never have. I will probably never, ever own one. Um, I just think that there's better things out there. I'd like to understand how old you are, Michael, because like I said, I mean, there's so many cool things out there, especially for younger people um, I would just, like I said, you know, see if it fits within your financial plan and then decide from there. All right. I, I like it. Michael, give us a call. 800-779-1942 if you'd like to get some clarity on that. Uh, Lisa has a question. Lisa is in Cape Coral, uh, and she says, should I be contributing to my 401k or my Roth 401k? My employer offers both, and I currently contribute 4% to the Roth 401k and 3% to my 401k. Should I go full Roth or uh, currently or, or make a, I, currently I make 135,000 a year and anticipated going up annually? Yeah, definitely full Roth would be our suggestion. Obviously, we don't know your other assets or situation, but just looking at it from a bird's eye view, we always recommend take advantage of the Roth while you can, especially if there's a 401k, you can contribute a lot more into that than the regular 7,000 7500 or 6500 if you're under 50 each year, you're building up that tax-free bucket for yourself, and that's going to be crucial in retirement, and you're really going to reap the rewards when you're in retirement, especially if we go into a higher tax bracket. Sure. I mean, again, I think that makes sense. And so are you seeing a lot more companies? I know in the years that we've been doing this show, when I think when we started, it was a, a pretty much a rarity, and today it seems like there's a, a real trend. Yeah, and actually, it's interesting because we just had a, a client come in and we're, uh, they, they swapped jobs. They went into a new job with a 401k. There's no Roth 401k. Hmm. And I was just shocked about that. So it is, you know, I mean, some people still do not have access to that Roth 401k, and I'm just blown away about that. All right, 800-779-1942. Lisa, call us now and uh, come on in, sit down. Let's see, we got time for one more quick one. I think this will be quick. Andrew is in Naples. He says, if you apply for Social Security three months before you are eligible, as I've been advised to, and you decide not to collect it, how hard is it to back out? Right? Yeah, it used to be that you could take it out for so long, pay it back, and then, you know, uh, delay it all over again. I mean, we, we actually had a client, and this is, again, way back when, when you had the option to, uh, ended up retiring, started collecting Social Security, didn't even tell us about it. And then ends up getting a really good job for like the next two years. So he had already received like four months of Social Security. He was allowed to go back and repay that. 
And then it was as if he never collected and then he delayed it. But, you know, again, those options are gone. So people are still going by old Social Security rules that just don't exist anymore. Well, I mean, the thing about Social Security is they, the Social Security office is not going to help you. It's not that they don't want to. It's that they're not allowed to. Right. I mean, it's just sometimes they're just not capable of understanding your your financial situation. And so, I mean, they're trying to help you answer questions. But, you know, believe me, they, you know, they have a million people to deal with. And, and that's just not their job. They are not financial planners. They're not income planners. And so they're going to answer your very basic questions. And that's not always the best answer for you. Okay. Well, uh, again, this has been a fun, fun show, guys. Let's, uh, let's open up our phone lines one more time and uh, get that calendar filled up. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the positive feedback. If you're out there looking for a second opinion or you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land, let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We're going to create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away. Absolutely complimentary. No obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you, the fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio. And again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. Give us a call exactly 800-779-1942 is how you get the ball rolling. You'll get that comprehensive financial review that Eric just described, all the extras that go along with it too. And again, no cost, no obligation, just make the call. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Eric, Joseph, as always, a pleasure. My favorite hour of the week. It goes by very quickly and it's just a lot of fun and good information. Gentlemen, thanks so much for a great show. Everybody out there, again, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Mark Twain once said, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.